Hello, good morning, good day, God bless you, beautiful people, wherever you are hearing me from around the world today, I greet you all. This is the 12th day of the month of May and this is Marriage Diet brought to you by Festus Flourish Osemuahu. And um, it's good to know you are there. It's good to know you are following our daily podcast. Please, I just want to ask us again, humbly request that we keep sharing this audio podcast. You never can tell who would need it. That's the most interesting part of it. Okay? Yeah, a particular edition might not be beneficial to you, but it could just be beneficial to someone else. At another time, it could be beneficial to you, but that's the way it is. You know, we're doing this sacrificially with commitment every day to ensure that people learn. Please do well. Just play your part. All right. We call it online evangelism. This is the mode of evangelism now. Let's reach out. Let's spread this across the nations of the world. I hope you still remember that uh, we're in about uh, 35 nations of the world now. Okay. So let's hit 50. Let's hit 100. Okay, by the time we are doing our third year anniversary, let's hit 150, you know, that kind of a thing. So that many more persons would have access to this marriage truth, marital truth on a daily basis. God bless you. You are welcome on board. All right, we are doing a special edition um, where we have the opportunity of talking to both singles and couples at the same time. Okay, whenever we have that, you know, um, opportunity to do that, it's always a special Edition. We're talking about couples, a uh, courtship rather, courtship again. All right. So we're using this medium to speak to couples, but expecting that singles will learn, will learn from what couples are going through. I mean, I, it, it's strange. After ten years of marriage, fifteen years of marriage, twenty years of marriage, you are not talking about courting again or courtship again. It's strange. But hey, what can we really do? That's, that's the irony of life, okay? It has to be so because if we're talking about marriage moving forward, we're saying maybe there were things you didn't do back then that um, has created all the uh, the log jam and the issues, you know, that is going on. So we're saying, let's go back. But it's strange. It should be strange. And singles should learn from this, right it's weird why would you be asking people who have been married for 20 years 15 years 18 years to go back to how it all started again we're saying sometimes that is just how it is so for singles lay now so that a time will come and you will say okay please go back you know you didn't do this you didn't do that you didn't do that go back to the basis again so when you learn now you do the right thing you won't have this kind of issue again. But for those of you who are couples who are having to learn again, please be encouraged, all right? There is no big deal about it. Don't feel bad about it. Um, like I said yesterday, um, I mean, <laughs> there wasn't uh, opportunities like this then. Those days to have someone talk to you about marriage or relationship was rare. I hope you know what I'm talking about. Those days of SU. There wasn't anything about relationship, you know. Then they even considered it as a, a sin. Some of you know what I'm talking about. For who, who will even talk about the relationship? Which brother? Which sister? Relationship? Oh no, 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 no. So it was always about that holiness, carry the cross, and all that. But I think that was basically where we missed it, because at that time we still had weddings going on, and you'll be wondering how did 
these people get into wedding? How were they doing their wedding without the necessary training, preparing or empowering them into the wedding? But hey, that's where we are now. We had um, a generation of persons who just were trying to pull away from the errors of their fathers and mothers in the polygamy setup and all of that. You know what I mean? And they're trying to embrace the Christian doctrine of marriage. And eventually, they couldn't even get any. Neither here nor there. Pull, trying to pull away from the errors of the father, but they couldn't really find or have the right model to to, to stand on and so if you look at uh, marriages now maybe marriages within 40 50 years of there about 60 you realize it's almost following the same pattern not stable and the next generation is even worse for it okay so friends i'm just trying to make us understand that there's a need for us to look inwards there's a need for us to strengthen our hands let's learn and then let's take it you know across to our children whatever we're learning let's teach our children if we have singles young people who are a little bit matured make time to have them hear these kind of messages for instance i know there's been a general apathy towards the issues of marriage and relationship from young people these days they want to do their stuff their way but you can still help them bring them on board let them learn because the generations after us will really really be hit for it the way things are going Okay, so at um, MK Marriage Care International, we are, we are doing our own best to ensure daily we reach out to you with divine knowledge and truth on um, how you can live your life in relationship and in marriage. Glory be to God. I, I have to just give this background just so that I can fire every one of us up, encourage and motivate us either to reach out to people with this podcast or to be dedicated listeners daily because one thing you can be sure of this will always come to you daily wow god bless you i hope you've listened to yesterday's podcast okay if you haven't please i want to enjoy you to do so because that's the only way you will understand what i'm going to be talking about today in fact i'm going to be doing episode two from what i talked about yesterday i couldn't finish yesterday and i promised i was going to continue today remember yesterday i was talking about purpose and placement okay as in under the umbrella topic courting again okay so we're looking at purpose and placement and just a little bit of recap i did say that um, if a lot of us got it right in terms of knowing the purpose of your, the other individual, either the fiance or the fiancé, as at that time, as a prerequisite for um, making up your mind, if you would say yes to the man's proposal, or you would even go after the lady in the first instance, a whole lot would have been better. I bet you our marriages would have been better because it, it would have just been, you know, the round pole in the round hole, you know, you know what I mean, that kind of a thing. It would have been easier. But if you look at the statistics of marriages we have today, you will realize that a lot of persons enter into the marriage without not even knowing where the other person was heading to in life. So it was just more or less like marriage by default. Okay, it's time to marry, just marry. You are a man and you have the six packs and muscles. Oh yeah, just go marry. You've done started working, you've started earning some money. All right, oh, why don't you go and look for a woman to settle down with? All right, so, and then of course, it was all about, oh, that girl is sexy. Oh, she's good in bed. So many criterias. But one thing was missing, and that is 
the purpose behind the man's life. You know, there's the purpose that drives the life of a man. And today, when you have a husband's misbehaving, even a wife's misbehaving, you know, it draws on our consciousness. Uh, truly, there was a fundamental error. A lot of persons didn't even know who they were relating with. They didn't see the future of the individual as they committed themselves in the relationship. And today, they are neither here nor there. So we talked about purpose yesterday. And uh, I will expect that if you listen to it, you'll be up to date with what I'm going to be talking about today. Now, what about placement? What do I mean by placement? All right. Now, having known about the, you know, remember yesterday I was trying to talk about, you can ask your husband, you know, it's like his manifesto. Now that I didn't ask you this 20 years ago, 18 years ago, 15 years ago. All right. Show me your manifesto. What is really your purpose? Okay, I should have done this 18 years ago, but now, I mean, there's, there, it's not wrong. It's better than ever. What is really your purpose? Now, if you are able to find out the purpose of your husband and, of course, the purpose of your wife, the next thing you begin to talk about is what is your place in his or her life? Okay, what is your value in his or her life? What are you expected to do in his or her life? For the man, look at it. You are the purpose-driven machine. In other words, you are the one driving the certain kind of purpose. And of course, there is a woman who is also an ally to that purpose. That's why we can say, okay, let's go on the same direction. But basically, there is something about the life of that woman that you have come into to fulfill, either to help, to strengthen when we say the woman is a helper, the man is also a helper too. Because you would need to help that woman to fulfill her destiny. There are basic aspects of her life. If in fact, wise men will understand what I'm talking about. The woman is not coming to you as a complete being, she's coming to you. No matter she's called a bride on her wedding, she's coming to you as a bride. A bride is a seed. Alright, the seed looks beautiful, but the seed is not complete until it's planted. So the wife, the woman that has come to you, you know, needed to be planted. Now the question is, did you plant her well 18 years ago, 15 years ago? Has she been growing favorably? Maybe not. Because the environment you created for her had been a hostile environment where you've used more of your family members to hit her. You've been more, it's been more of um, the man that caused the short hair and the head, you know, that kind of positional leadership. And sometimes when you say, don't you know I'm your husband, you know, that kind of stuff. So now, this woman has not really been able to, you've not really been able to bring out the potential or the life in the life of this woman. Let me put it that way. So basically, for you as a man, you should be asking, what is my place in this woman's life? What am I what am I here to do in her life? Yes, she has come in as a helper, but there is a role God wants you to play in the life of that woman. Okay? Now, so many things may have been messed up in the past from where she's coming from, upbringing, father and other. That woman is a project in your hands. If our husbands will understand this, you have a purpose, yes. She's heading in the same direction with you. Let's assume you've gotten that straightened up. But that woman is a project in your hands. And so if she's a project in your hands, there won't be need for envy. Okay, you got that? There won't be need for jealousy. You also got that? Because that seems to be an issue these days where men get to be very envious of their wives. 
sometimes this the, the the spirit of jealousy that will really be you know up and running in your heart will really be like you'll be wondering come on i mean is this man an enemy or is he a stranger but hey that's the reality that's what some men do sometimes you see they'll be jealous of their wife maybe jealous of their achievement is either maybe the wife has more qualification or the wife has more reach or she has more connection and the next thing is the man is jealous and then you hear some men who say uh, you will have to choose who I don't, that's your job, you have to drop it. And then you'll see, they'll go and open one small shop, one business for them. Say, ah, mm, my husband said I should do business. That is how most women have been rendered redundant. Women who were professionals, who had future, who had careers, rendered redundant just because of a certain man who is envious of what this woman can become. It takes a man that is, that is myopic, about life generally, not knowing the role is to play in the life of a woman to behave that way. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of men behave. Okay? They, I mean, if you understand your placement or your place or your place in the life of your wife, you will look at her life. After all, you own her. She belongs to you. Now, whatever she achieves in life is for you. Her finances is for you. Her name is for you. No, okay, whose name is she bearing? Whose name is your name? Late Professor Dora Aquinley, you remember? That Aquinley is the husband's name, is the it's not her name. The name became popular because of her achievement. And I mean, nobody even heard about the husband or knew about the husband. Now recently, uh, what's her name? Is he O'Conjol, the WTO uh, chairperson, the president? I mean, I think it was during that um, time that she was there, uh, sworn into the office that people had access to seeing the husband for the first time so this man we don't even know whether the woman is a professor or the man but the man is just in the background who are we hearing we are hearing about you know uh, um ngozi but hey the truth of the matter is if that man had don't encourage that the that woman ngozi i'm sure she would not have been where she is today and that's how men who understand their place may think let me help this woman let me build her. There is a weakness in her life that I need to strengthen out. When she becomes a better person, all the honor will be to me. When she becomes someone who had been pulled away from that shackles of weaknesses, all the glory will, become, will belong to me. And of course, that has to be from the heart of a man who genuinely loves. Let this woman rise to whatever she wants to rise to. I shouldn't have any problem with it. Or let me help her with her weaknesses. And I'm asking our husbands, what is your placement in the life of your wife? I ask that question again. What is your placement in the life of your wife? What are you there to do? What is your role? What is your divine role in her life? Now, let me turn this a little bit and I'll come back to put all of this together. The same question goes to our wives as well. The Bible said that you are the helpmate. I will make him a helpmate suitable for him. A helpmate means someone who can help. Let's just define that from the face value of what a helpmate is. A helper who is meet for the man or who is suitable for the man. To be suitable means she has the capacity, she has the ability, she has the tenacity, she has the wisdom, she has everything, the well with her to be able to help the man. The question is, what does the man 
need help for? Or what kind of help does the man need? That's why I said, if you don't understand the purpose of the man, then how do you help him? So our wife must understand that there is a need for you to understand the purpose of your husband to be able to help him. If you don't, no wonder there'll be more of fighting, there'll be more of quarreling, because where our purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. You don't know the purpose behind your husband's life. Why wouldn't you fight? Why wouldn't you quarrel over so many things? Why wouldn't you keep your eyes away from so many things? My, my wife has helped me so tremendously. She has helped me so... She's been a major inspiration to me. I remember when we just first got married. Okay, let me even recall this experience. I, I, I was staying with my elder sister after I left the ministry I was working with at the time. And I wasn't supposed to leave that ministry at the time, but it happened. And so I was practically back to square one. All right. Now, I hadn't gotten married to my wife at that time. We were courting and she was to go back to the law school or serve or thereabout. You know, and she saw the experience I was having or what I was going through in the house of my elder sister. It was such a, palat- uh, a, a pathetic experience. All right. And she felt so bad. Now, I can't forget that day. I can't forget that day. She called me. She said, look, you can get an accommodation. You can. If you put it in your mind to do it, you can. All you just need to do is agree and put it on your mind, you can. I can't forget those words. I can't forget those words. And then she added by saying, you can't be in the back of your sister forever. So somehow you will have to be able to make this decision. Wow, those words hit me. I can't, I still remember the place, I remember the moment, I remember when she said those things, but those words were heavy. The, those words inspired me. Now, fast forward now, that from that experience, did I eventually, did I get that accommodation? Yes, I did. In fact, it, well, that was even a festive period where to travel to, um, travel for Christmas, okay? And um, in fact, <laughs> we needed to even travel because everywhere with um, um, at that time with my dear sister it wasn't palatable at all so we needed a break and i recall it was when we were returning back from that trip that we started making up our mind okay i will have to go and get an accommodation and it wasn't up to a month thereafter that eventually i got an accommodation that is what a woman can do and recently she did something that still spurred me up or it's even spurring me up is inspiring me and it was just down to a statement because she knows my purpose in life she knows if i delay or deviate from that purpose now she'll be the first person to hold me to my neck she knows okay because i'm living in my purpose and she sees it and that's why she's not afraid that's why oh maybe when i'm on a call i, I do 3 30 a.m prayers with women all over the world she's not like oh i don't know what my husband is doing hey maybe he's, he's getting too close to this woman or this no because she knows my purpose as i said as a woman if you understand the purpose of your husband you will even be the one that will help him promote that is agenda rather than having this insecurity or having the fear of the unknown so again, it comes down to what do you know of your husband? You are there to help him. You are there to help him over his weaknesses. Things might not always be the way they are supposed to be. You will say, oh, he's a womanizer. He keeps his eyes on women too much. Oh, that means I also blame you because it certainly, that certainly didn't start overnight. Why both of you were caught in relationship, he was doing the same thing. 
And so you might have been a prey to him then. And so both of you got into where you are. So why, why suddenly making a case out of it as if the man is evil? All you need to do is find out, how can I help this man? Not condemning him and fighting him. And that's what a lot of women do. Oh, my husband is this. And he's just jumping from one bed to the other. Can, can you find out what the problem is? And then how to find out to bring the solution to it? Does he need counseling? Sometimes those men will say, no, no, okay. Now, do I need to talk to him and be closer to him to relate with him more on this issue? Somehow, somehow, if you are patient enough, that's why you are a helper. You will know what to do. Not just condemning him, not just, you know, throwing all the stones at him. So you've got to understand your placement in his life. And for you as a man, you've also got to understand your placement in our life is mutual and once you balance this up it will be easier for me like i said yesterday purpose should marry purpose let me put it that way it shouldn't be the man and the woman marrying each other it should be the purpose marrying each other the purpose of the man purpose of the woman marrying each other once it fuses together it will be easier for you to relate with each other please i want to encourage our friends you hearing me out there you've been quarreling fighting up and down don't worry we're talking about courtship again find out the purposes take some time okay ask your husband of course let your husband also ask you talk about it and then by the time you realize what is in the head of your husband where you think he's going to and then of course you also think what your wife represents then you cannot begin to chart a course and find out ways of helping each other that is the only way you will not fight because you are actually not doing your work, trying to assist each other. But when you don't understand the purpose behind each other's life, you are bound to fight and fight until possibly you will kill yourselves. But may you not kill yourself, and may your marriage be sweet again in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Wow, wow. I hope you learned from this. I hope you were blessed. God bless you. If you were, please share this audio podcast with your friends let's just keep learning and uh, hopefully if you also want to reach us please do our whatsapp number is plus two three four eight one zero seven one two six one four eight and we'll definitely get back to you if you reach us god bless you let's do this again tomorrow god willing and don't forget until then if marriage is an institution then couples and singles must be students and don't also forget marriage care truly cares. God bless you. Do have a fruitful day ahead. Bye.